Hello, welcome to another episode of Heroes Direct. This week, it's it's a marvellous week. Captain Marvel is out. Um, I'm joined by the wonderful Millicent. How are you doing? I'm great, I'm great. How are you? I am fantastic because Carol Danvers is finally here and <laughs> she's amazing. Um, it is a film that I've been waiting for a long time because I'm a big Carol Danvers fan. Um, but... It is a film that a lot of Marvel fans have been waiting for to see themselves on the big screen, and it's just it's nice to have that representation in the MCU. Um, I like the direction that they're pushing for. Um, so, yeah, it was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just dive straight into it. Um, Captain Marvel focuses on Carol Danvers, or Veers, as we're introduced to her as, um, who is kind of slowly regaining some of her previous memories of an old life, uh, while she's a member of a intergalactic military squad, the Star I guess. Force, the Star Force, <laughs> um, and she comes to realise that she had this previous life, and now she's got these powers, and she's trying to figure it all out a bit. Um, and I fucking loved it. <laughs> it was <laughs> be, a lot of fun. It was yeah. I think the biggest like comparison for me was Guardians. Yeah, you can see they're trying to do this thing now since like Thor and everything. Where every film's like got a bit of nostalgia and a bit of like old school tunes, yeah. Because they just definitely. saw that it worked, and now they're just keeping on doing it. Yeah, but there was a lot of like no doubt in there. There was obviously there was the Nine Inch Nails T-shirt. There was mm-hmm. yeah, it was cool. The Nirvana music cue I did appreciate. I thought that was pretty cool. Yep, so did I. Obviously, Blockbuster. Yeah, as well. quite on the nose. <laughs> quite on the nose. That was great. Um, I yeah, I think the '90s setting really worked for it actually. Yeah. Um, and obviously it explains where she's been for the last (laughs) 20-something years in the MCU. Um, So give me your initial thoughts on it. Like, you've just come out of the cinema. What did you think? I I felt exhilarated, however, a little bit underwhelmed. But I don't know if it was my fault because I just hyped it up so, so much. But also, I've been saying that with most films recently, like, oh, it wasn't great. But it was my fault. I just hyped it up. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> so I'm it's trying not to... you, it's me. Exactly. I'm trying to, like, not do that. But I think, yeah, the marketing made it out to be bigger than it was, I think. Now I'm thinking about it. The film felt quite contained, which is odd considering it's set on a few different planets. Like, the scale of it didn't feel quite as big as Infinity War and Black Panther. And I think because we've had that scale now, anything less is a bit... Oh, okay. I think the thing for me was it was kind of sold as like a big intergalactic film, but it didn't feel like that. Does that make sense? It didn't. Um, it felt quite whereas, small. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've seen the Kree quite a lot in the MCU and on TV. Um, we went to one other planet that was for like all of 10 minutes <laughs> uh, to begin with, and then it was mainly on Earth which I think is why it kind of didn't feel as, like, a huge grand spectacle, because it was just, like you say, really contained. Um, But having the 90s setting kind of offset that and made me forget about it a little bit. Yeah, it had this nice nice (laughs) down-to-earth vibe that I really enjoyed. And I think it it was saved by the chemistry of the characters, because it wasn't this massive, massive ensemble cast. It's just, like, four or five brilliant properly shaped characters which i really like nick fury and carol for one yes. how fantastic 
so good. I want like a show with just those two, like going around solving crimes with the cat as a sidekick. <laughs> like Brooklyn Nine Nine, but oh my with... goodness, yeah. <laughs> but Shield. <laughs> yes, that would be fantastic. That would be amazing. Like a twenty-minute comedy, just of Nick Fury and Carol kicking ass and making stupid jokes at each other. The two of them work so well together. There was that like one scene where they were just like driving to the air force base, I think, and they were just chatting, listening to TLC. And you could just tell they were having so much fun. Yeah. And I was like, these two, man. The only thing that, that weirded me out ever slightly was seeing Nick Fury have fun. Yeah, every time he smiled, I was like, you don't do that. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> Why are you like this? <laughs> Why are your teeth who's, so white? <laughs> who's done this to you? <laughs> um, but again, that was kind of refreshing as well. It's like a different take on the character. The Fury origin story as well. Like, because he was kind of new at S.H.I.E.L.D. Or, like, he wasn't super, super high up just yet. Yeah. And Shit, also, like, his hair and how he got the eye patch. Like, seeing him before Tony Stark and everyone was really mm. cool. I did I did see concept art. I think it's from the Captain Marvel book um, where they debated having him in an afro to make him look like he was in Pulp Fiction. Oh. And I was no. like, I, I kind of... I, I like the idea, but no. there's only so much de-aging technology they can do. <laughs> but honestly, I've seen like a behind the, the set, like a set photo, and I don't think the de-aging was CGI. I think it was just a hairpiece. And if it was, it's amazing. He yeah. looked so good. I was, I kind of forgot. I, I noticed it to begin with, obviously, when we first see him. And then it just, it was seamless. Like, didn't didn't notice at all honestly i um, thought that's just how samuel jackson looks in real life <laughs> i was like oh he probably just shaves his head for the other ones <laughs> it just moisturizes a bit he's all good Completely. um but with colson mm. I, I, he just sort of looked normal like he didn't yeah. look like he changed too much he had a bit more hair just had I suppose. A, yeah, a bit more hair but, he, uh, he was but that's so about cute. it i wish he was in it more but it was kind of a nice just kind of nod to his character when um i think fury says something really nice about him he was like yeah, he, he went with his gut and not with orders, and that, that takes bravery, so he's got, like, potential. And I was like, yeah, he does. He's going to be, like, your best friend in a few years. He's, <laughs> he's going to be your best mate. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a pseudo-origin story for him as well, I guess. Yeah, everyone had a bit of an origin story here, yeah. which is really cool, how they shoehorn that in without it feeling a lot. It didn't feel like an origin story, though, as well. Like, not in the, the typical fashion of... You know, she was normal and now she's not. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it started off, put you straight in the middle of it um, before we get all the, you know, this is where she's come from. And I, I, I loved seeing the sort of parallels from her as a child growing up and then in oh, the Air Force. Those shots where she just stands up. They were amazing. Oh my God. I just want to replay them forever. I'm glad they kept like the triptych bit of all three time mm-hmm. zones standing up at the same time right at the end that was so powerful um i think you know as much as the whiny little man babies want to <laughs> complain about it this is going to mean a lot to a lot of people 100 percent, yeah um wow. i mean i saw a video on facebook earlier of a little girl who was into comic books and stuff and she got to go to the premiere and interview uh Brie oh Larson. is that the one in the costume yep. she was so cute she was <laughs> fantastic well i just yeah that's just a perfect example, do you know what I mean? Um, and, you know, give it 20 years, these people will be making films. Yeah. So, be interesting to see what happens with that. Honestly, it's so exciting, because all the little girls get to dress up as is, like, 
all the kind of like weird heroes with cat suits like Catwoman and Harley Quinn and Wonder Woman and that and like the boys get shields and things and now we get one with like cool costume with a big star on it and a gloves instead of little skirts and whatever it's nice when I was a kid my go-to Halloween costumes were Spider-Man and Woody from Toy Story fantastic like I didn't have any like girl characters unless it was like a fairy or a princess so it's nice it's really really brilliant and I'm so happy that we're getting them now I mean it's a bit late for me but thanks no, anyway you can, you can still you can still stick on a costume 100 percent, i'm gonna do it do it thanks bye. for that validation it's all right don't worry about it i mean my spider-man onesie is in that cupboard um <laughs> it's not i got rid of it uh oh. i got too fat i'm kidding it's fine i'm just <laughs> oh my university God. times let's not there there is evidence that. on facebook um <laughs> getting way off topic speaking of you know strange costumes and otherworldly beings Nice, terrible segue. Uh, scrolls. I was so surprised at what they did with the scrolls in this. Um, I had a preconceived idea of what they were going to do with them. Um, I just thought they were going to be typical throwaway villains, show up for a bit, cause some shit. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Do you remember Thor the Dark World? Yes. I thought it was just going to be like that. I completely agree. Yeah. <laughs> completely agree but having seen it obviously i definitely think there's opportunity for them to show up again and i would not mind that at all because honestly they were so compelling like mm. so intriguing and i think that was partly down to ben mendelson as like the kind of scroll general what's his name um talos, uh, talos. Yeah. talos yeah he was so um intriguing and endearing and he literally had so many layers to him and such a story and you don't quite get the full story at the very end so i i would love to see more It'd yeah. be so cool if he came back. Um, I, I've kind of always kind of wanted uh, an adaptation of the Secret Invasion storyline, which, if you haven't read it, is where the scrolls um, basically infiltrate every level of infrastructure of every government ever and <laughs> overthrow the world. And it's, you know, some of the Avengers turn out to be scrolls and uh, loads Ooh. of S.H.I.E.L.D. turn out to be scrolls. And I thought this is where they were going with it for Captain Marvel. Having seen the film that's not what they do it's not a secret but there's still so much scope for them to take the scrolls in an interesting mm. direction um and the bit that really changed my mind on it is a one conversation between talos fury and captain marvel um around the middle of the film again i'm trying to stay quite vague was this in the <laughs> kind of like shed building yes yeah, yeah, that whole scene yeah. was, yeah. It, it was very interesting. Uh, really well written. Def yeah. yeah. Again, we're playing really vague with this. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> if I say one thing, the whole thing is spoiled, and I'm so glad I didn't know yeah. anything about it. So I don't want to ruin it for anyone else. I'm exactly the same, yeah. But I still um, want to, like, review it. <laughs> yeah. It's difficult. It is difficult. But I'm just, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised with the scrolls. Mm -hmm. I, I thought they were going to be very two-dimensional, and, yeah, the sort of character motivations particularly with talos were very well done and yeah. very well fleshed out um and like the makeup and prosthetics yes yeah they were good i mean aside from there's two of them on the spaceship that i think were like cgi they didn't look particularly great they're like the really small ones with the big big eyes yeah <laughs> yeah bug eyes i they weren't as convincing yeah. <laughs> um but yeah the chins 
Mm. The very Thanos chins. Yeah, yeah, they were a bit, weren't they? Uh, The lines. And the big pointy ears. I thought, you know, it looked great. Um, And I think, you know, this film as a whole pretty much looks, you know, pretty enthralling. Yeah, some of the explosions are, like, beautiful. Yes. You know the... Oh, wait, is that a spoiler? The, The plane crash. No, that's not... There's a not... plane crash, right? There is a plane crash. <laughs> and when her arms, like, fly out and the blue kind of encompasses and it's just like... Oh, my God, I was shook. Yeah. <laughs> it's like There's, like, lines of blue that are just kind of interweaving and they're just really cool-looking explosions. Yeah, I mean, it's to do with um, Carol's origin. Yeah, um, and which we will yeah, not spoil. <laughs> we will not spoil, but the, the colours in that scene were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um and I loved that that was the opening of the film, like the with all the yeah the flashes colors and the there was like a lot of dirt flying around. Mm. It was kind of almost abstract in a way. Yeah, it was so crisp as well. Like yeah. all these little close ups of different moments and how we kept just returning to these images throughout the whole film, and it mm. was almost left to the audience to piece it out, piece it up together even. Because I've seen a lot of complaints about how. Um, it's like, yeah, we get a woman character, but she doesn't know anything about herself and we don't know anything about her, which is kind of, people have said um, it's lazy and stuff. But I I don't think that's the case. I think she knows exactly who she is. She's just trying to find her way back to it and we're getting to piece it together by ourselves rather than it just being handed to us, in my opinion. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just to kind of back up your opinion, I guess. Sorry, count- yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no to, not to counter it. I was going to say to counter it, but that's not what I mean at all um you don't see the same people complaining about something like memento yeah where it's the exact same thing you know the main character doesn't know anything about himself aside from a few notes that he's tattooed on himself we don't know anything about him only what Mm. we're sort of given or spoon fed if you like and yet everybody loves memento (laughs) I think if we'd have had our first female hero to just come out like this is who I am deal with it really strong really powerful they would have just complained that she has no flaws and she there's nothing about her to improve upon and I think they're just going to complain regardless so yeah just do whatever you want Brie Larson I'll support you (laughs) (laughs) Brie Larson is bae there has been a lot of controversy around Captain Marvel uh, to say the least (laughs) to say the least around the last few weeks um we were talking before we started recording about the Rotten Tomatoes score Mm -hmm. hmm Mm-mm. Oh, so... I saw today on Twitter, did you see the whole thing with... So Infinity War has 52,000 audience reviews, and it's okay. been out a year, right? Captain Marvel's been out a day, and I think it has 58,000 audience reviews. Oh, for God's sake. I don't think that... like, Yeah, mm. there's something fishy going on here, basically. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, basically, it's just the, the stereotypical comic book uh, idiocies that have just sort of taking a dislike into Captain Marvel for being, you know, um, it is a, fe- it is a feminist it. film, I think, yeah. you know, um, especially towards the end. Um, there is a particular line said at a moment of kind of big um, dramatic stakes, shall we say. Uh, I wanted to that, clap at that line. <laughs> yeah, my the, my best friend that I went with, she started clapping. Oh, I wish Do you know I what I mean? Done like this. it. Yeah. It was great. It was it was fantastic, and you know, there's the the moment where somebody tells her to smile, and I was just like, oh, <laughs> oh, can we not? <laughs> she doesn't even say anything back though. She's so good in that scene. She literally doesn't yeah. say anything. She just like she, lets she him. She had to drop her hand though. She stole yeah. the motorbike. It was great. Do you know what I mean? But there's this whole thing about 
like most of the negativity I've seen from the comic book fans and stuff, or just like men in general, has been <laughs> calling Brie Larson like a racist because what? Meant, that's literally everything I've seen about the film is like Brie Larson's a racist, sexist, and therefore we will never see Captain Marvel. Boycott it and go see Alita instead or something like that. Because do you remember when she said like months ago? I would really like it if my press junket weren't just straight white men, and it Which would be is, great uh, if you know it's a fair, yeah. a fair uh, comment. And I she think. said, "I'd love it if more women could get the opportunity to interview me or review the film." Later on, when the actual like press screenings happened, there were photos taken of the queues for the press screenings, and it was all just men. Yeah, I do, I do remember seeing the photo. It was, wasn't it, Katie? Yeah, and it yes. was crazy to me. And then she actually clarified in interviews, "I'd never said I hated men. I just said it would be cool if it wasn't just men." who got to review and interview about the film. Yeah. And I don't understand why there's issues with that statement. It's literally just like, it's the truth and we're just making changes. She's not racist and she's not sexist. <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, you know... And they're the even... ones calling us snowflakes. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. I mean, but even from a practical point of view, you know, she's doing junkets mm. pretty much for a month straight, you know, day in, day out. How boring must it be to see a... Yeah you know, a particular demographic coming in every time, every time, every time. Same questions about Me Too and Time's Up and... Yeah, yeah. Rather than the actual work that she put into the film. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Um, so I can kind of understand why she's annoyed. <laughs> I think yep. that's fair enough. Uh, but basically, whiny man babies need to <laughs> shut up. If you don't like the film, then fair enough. Like you, And you've, you've got a, a genuine critical opinion. But don't review a film online Fair. when you haven't seen it. <laughs> Just to, you know, fuel an agenda. Like, do you not have a day job? Do you not have other things to be doing? <laughs> and the whole, you know, let's not go see one female-led film and let's go see another one instead. Like, Yeah, is that you, baffled me. It's like, you, you kind of... <sighs> a bit hypocritical on that one. Yeah. It's <laughs> um, like, I hate women, so let's go see this other woman to support... Like, to say, tell this woman we hate her. <laughs> yeah, that that just felt backwards to me. I haven't seen Alita, so I don't know if it is. It's honestly really good. <laughs> I've I've seen a, a few con you know contrasting opinions. Some yeah. say it's like um, surprisingly good. Yeah, and then it's not there was memorable. That was saying it's that's average. All. Right. Okay. I mean, the only thing that put me off was her eyes. Really creeped me <laughs> out. Really creeped me out. I they're too they big. Cool. <laughs> I mean, I know they're going for that manga style, but holy yeah. shit, they were massive. Um, but talking of you know styles and stuff, mm-hmm. Captain Segway. Marvel's costume. Mm-hmm. Segway. <laughs> Captain Marvel's costume was fantastic, and I think it looked a lot better on film than it did in all of the you know the, the press materials. Yeah, a lot of the pictures for press were so like flat in terms of like color. Yeah. Like they just look really dull. But then on screen with the light show going, and it's just like. Because whenever she had the gold, it, like, reflected off the gold on her suit. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> the costumes were fantastic. All the costumes were, I think. Definitely. Um, like, just the Air Force things as well. It, the scroll costumes were awesome as well. Yeah. The scrolls, like, leather, like, straps and the big Everything collars. just looked so well made. Yeah. And uh, expensive. <laughs> and expensive. The only bits that like, wasn't as sold on, weirdly, mm. was... Um, I'm going to say Hala or Hala. I don't know how you pronounce it. Yeah. It's the Cree, the Cree homeworld. Um, that just didn't look captivating enough to me. It just yeah. looked a bit boring. It wasn't fleshed out in the slightest, really, was it? 
No, I mean, the big shot where you see all the skyscrapers and stuff just... It looked quite Hunger Games. It was just boring. Like, I, there was no character to it. It was just big grey buildings with a bit of green every now and then. It looked a lot um, like Alita. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. So I the mean, man the babies would be anyway. happy, to be honest. Um... Yeah, true. Uh, but then there's the there's a bit when they're on a train, and that just yeah. looked like Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah, now you say it, the whole stuff on that planet wasn't really at all compelling like the only thing that was keeping you there really was carol danvers yeah and then when she got to like supreme intelligence thing it was kind of like okay i guess we'll go along with this yeah. <laughs> i did quite like annette benning as the supreme yeah. intelligence um she was quite intense yeah the eyes yeah that was freaky <laughs> especially when to when she went to see her again at the end yes i was just like oh my god chill <laughs> um and i don't think she blinked I, I could be At wrong, all. but I oh really God. don't think Annette Bennett blinked because she just she just seemed very intense. Um, and I'm gonna look out for her the next time. But yeah, she was good though, uh, and I really liked how they used Annette Bening in the film. Again, yes. being vague. <laughs> yeah, and how like without spoiling too much, they had such um, considering it was the '90s, and they do make a comment about how the women in the Air Force weren't allowed to fly combat. Yes. Apart from that, it was really cool to see just women in the Air Force and like with high positions. Yeah. For example, like the doctor who I won't name the name of, she's quite high up in the Air Force and like because it could, they could have easily made like there could have been team shots of her with a bunch of guys like flying the planes having a joke, but it was literally just her and this woman and um what's her name? Maria. Maria Rambo. Yep. Um she says to her towards the end, she's like you literally you saw me through as a mother and as a pilot and supported me when no one else would. And I was just like, girls supporting girls. I dig it. <laughs> Especially in the workplace. It's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, completely agree. Um, and I think, you know, uh, Lashana Lynch's performance was fantastic. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, the friendship between her and, and Carol was just, it was perfect. Mm. Like, you know, we saw them in the bar getting drunk and, you know, doing karaoke and having fun. That. Um, you know, we saw them at Maria's house with mm -hmm. Monica. And when she, um, she calls her Auntie Carol and Lieutenant oh. Trouble. That was so that sweet. Was so, I just, I kept wanting to get, like squeal a little bit. Like, ah, so Just to sweet. see these like relationships with like a family figures that aren't, you know, because to bring it back to Wonder Woman, like we talked about before we started recording, mm. I was really annoyed at Wonder Woman when they took her out of this incredible island of women lumped her in with a bunch of men and then gave her a boyfriend and then we have captain marvel who they give her like a best friend and an incredible like actually fleshed out relationship they obviously went to the academy together they support each other throughout she had a kid she's a single mom she supported her as an auntie figure and they have memories together there's no weird kind of conflict or bitterness they just she just missed her friend and it was brilliant yeah. to see them and they reunite um, when they reunited as well it was really cool it kind of reminded me a little bit of Tony and Rhodey, ever so yes. slightly, just like the dynamic of just like being best friends, yeah. but kind of working together as well. Um, Especially in kind really of like cool. a military-esque position. You can yeah. see that camaraderie. Yeah, definitely. It's very um, cool. And uh, just the way that, um, again, I'm really trying to play <laughs> play vague with this because it's, it's only just come out, but um, because obviously we know what, her suit looks like and the colors of her suit mm -hmm. the way that they bring those colors into the film i was so pleased with it was so um, sweet i was worried it was going to be a 
you're an American. <laughs> Red, white, and blue. You. Yeah, yeah. I, I was kind of worried that's where they were going to go with it. Uh, and it was a lot sweeter. Um, and I'm still so glad they didn't do the original swimsuit costume because... Is that the black one with the oh, sash? Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> No, no, thank you. It's 2019. Um, I, I, did, I did see Kevin Feige say that that was never an option, which I'm so glad because <laughs> it's just fucking terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody needs that. Um, plus, that was Miss Marvel. So that's Carol before she becomes Captain Marvel. Uh, and we are going to get a Miss Marvel movie at some point. With Kamala Khan. Yep. Good, because I love her. She's fantastic. Um, Just quickly back to the American thing, because I've seen a lot about this. I was really worried as well about this whole like all American hero because we've got Captain America with the red, white and blue and now we've got Captain Marvel with the red, white and blue, well gold. But I've seen a lot of reviews say, you know, it's kind of like military propaganda, which is interesting. I would kind of disagree. Okay. Um obviously the military have kind of had a little bit of a hand mm-hmm. in it because, you know, Brie Larson went to um a military base. I can't remember what the base is called, it's really bad because mm. I got sponsored by the <laughs> for fandom. Um uh but basically she worked with uh Brigadier General Ginny Leavitt, I wanna mm. say her name is. Um on, on finding out how women, you know, work in the military and you know what their lives are like, how they balance like their relationships and their family relationships, but like, you know, being in combat. Um so the the military had a hand in it. But I think it did the opposite hmm. because Carol's life in the military was not great okay. from what we see. She loved being a pilot. She enjoys what she did, but you see the way that she was treated by, you know, her fellow um, Air Force pilots uh, hmm. during that sort of triptych sequence. Oh God, you know, that comment. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah. you do know why they call it a cockpit. Oh, oh Christ. Jesus. I that that hurt yeah <laughs> that hurt a bit um and i would kind of it, it portrayed a very negative uh side of the military i think well that's kind of how i read into it yeah anyway. i think i just read into it it just portrayed men negatively <laughs> yep not that to too. say right okay i want to clarify it. are um, you about captain to say marvel, not all men <laughs> no no captain marvel is not anti-man okay no. for any men listening and that's not what it's saying it's just I, it was kind of um, very representative of the female experience because I've seen an interview where Brie Larson was asked about this, the oh, why don't you smile scene and they were like was that like in reference to like this whole me too thing and she's like no that's just like women get told to do that a lot <laughs> and the whole <laughs> film is like she's constantly told emotions are her weakness and there's that whole thing about women being called hysterical because of emotions and feelings and then not well, it's inevitable not a spoiler but they're not her weakness they're the opposite like it never is and I just thought for that that whole thing it was just constantly men and maybe superiors and other people in her life just pushing her down and telling her she'll never make it because of that and then for her to do a full 360 and realise that those are her strengths was really really brilliant but in regards to the military I I didn't think it was very anti-military or pro-military I just thought this is her backstory she wanted to save lives that's why she joined and that's it. But I have seen, like, you know, the premieres and stuff where they have a lot of sponsorship from the, yeah. the military. And they have, like, <laughs> planes flying over the cinema and yeah, lots of Air Force a... pilots rocking up. I, that doesn't... That was a bit weird for me. That, I think the promo felt more propaganda yes, than the actual the film. film. Yeah. Yeah. Just um, the 
yeah, she just happens to be an Air Force pilot. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, I'm kind of glad it didn't go that way. Yeah, I'm very <laughs> there's, glad. There's enough of, you know, US military propaganda flying about the place mm. as it is. We don't need that. Um, Carol Danvers can stand on her own two feet. Yes. Well, fly. <laughs> She's so um, cool. <laughs> and again, I'm keeping it up with these terrible segues. Um, there is a moment that we discussed earlier where she's flying in space mm-hmm. and shooting the shit out of everything that was fantastic. I'm sorry, but have you ever seen a superhero that powerful in your whole life? Because I have not. I think the only one you can kind of compare it to uh, would be Superman. Like, on screen, you know, I'm talking live-action nah. adaptations. Nah, Superman's rubbish, man. I'm, no I'm, hey, I'm not a huge <laughs> Superman fan, so it's fine. You ain't insulting me, but there will be some out there. Um, Can you? I'm just imagining them in a fight and just trying to figure out who would win, and I think it would be her. I mean, yeah. <laughs> because, <laughs> I'm not oh, not see. denying that at all. Okay, is in, it a spoiler to talk about like how she got her powers? It fully is, isn't it? I mean, no, because it is in the trailer. You do see, oh, no, you do see where specifics. She... No, I can't. <laughs> Guys, right. watch the film because it's sick. <laughs> <laughs> Please go see it. Um, see, now you've just got me thinking of who would win, Captain Marvel or Superman. Um, Captain Marvel. Um, in the comics, when she goes binary, you know, when her hair goes all like... Oh, is that what it's called? Super Saiyan. Yeah, it's called going binary. Um, she's actually drawing her powers from a black hole. What? Nah, she'd how, obviously win then. Come on. How fucking rad is that? Her powers are literally <laughs> just ev- unstoppable. Yeah. Superman just much. has like laser eyes or whatever. Yeah, cool, mate. But she <laughs> just literally flew through a warhead spaceship and destroyed it in seconds. Like and she was just easy. like giggling through the whole thing, like effortless. Yeah, when she like gets full use for powers that scene was yeah you know, she's having fun with them as well that was like, the best thing she was like, oh my god i can do this Woo. <laughs> um that's quite refreshing like to see a, a superhero having fun with the powers mm. do you know what i mean i mean we're starting to see more of it um you know ant-man and the wasp there was a little bit of that yeah uh, especially when scott's like three feet tall that was <laughs> that was great um but i i just i had so much fun i i enjoyed it um but it is not the best MCU movie. No, not by a long shot, I think. Not by a long shot. I think it played too safe at times. Mm-hmm. Um, it did feel ever so slightly generic. Yes. Um, for anybody that guessed... No, actually, that's a spoiler. I can... <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I kind of get why they played it safe, though. Like, I, I sympathise almost, because the first out of 20 films, this is the very first one... A, that's got a woman director, sort of. It's a co-director, so, you know, halfway. Um, And B, like, is a female superhero protagonist. So, like, I don't think they just wanted to go all balls to the wall in case... I think they want to ease it in and make it more organic so it becomes the norm, maybe. But, yeah, they did play it a bit safe, but I I just get why. Do you think, like... Like they did with Captain America, they mm. played the first one relatively safe. Yeah. Still went a bit weird, but do you think so in a sequel they'll go, you know? I think Endgame, like, I think everyone's going to think, oh, Captain Marvel plays it too safe. Flash forward four weeks. Fucking hell, what the hell have they done with Captain Marvel? This is going crazy. <laughs> like, she's going to, in Endgame, I just can't wait for her to meet Tony Stark. 
I think that's oh, gonna be crazy. She's gonna sass the fuck out of it. Because I'm just wondering, you know, when they zoom in on one of the the, the airplanes and they start like mm-hmm. showing all the logos and stuff. I was like, it's the '90s, right? Wasn't that when like Stark Industries was at its height? Shouldn't wouldn't he have made like a lot of their technology and weapons and planes and stuff? So I reckon there could be a connection there where she like knows. But that is a very good shout actually because um, we saw him in 1999 in Iron Man three, and he was pretty much living the high life yeah exactly and obviously this is set in 95 or 96 yeah i think, I think. 95 um so you might be onto something on that one honestly because just hmm. to see them all interact like it, end credits i, I want to talk about it yeah but I let's can't. let's let's review the end credits scene without revealing what it is <laughs> so she's in the end credits and there are other people in the end credits um <laughs> And it relates to Endgame. <laughs> in a way, yep. And yep, yeah, it does. there is a bit where the camera pans from one of the people that are in the end credits to Captain Marvel, who is also in the end credits. And when it does, <laughs> your jaw will drop and she's going to blow shit up. I don't think she'll defeat she... Thanos, though. I think she's going to punch that stupid nutsack chin off his face. I don't, I, you know, I have a theory and I don't think it's going to be her. I think, do you want to hear my theory? It's, there's no evidence to my theory at all except for my own feelings. That's fine. Um, I think Nebula will be the one to do it. I mean, you've already got Dav on board. Really? Does Dav... he agree? Yeah. She's got the most <laughs> reason to, and it means the most to her, and she's fucking cool. Um, in in the comics, which seems to become a, a bit of a catchphrase. So yeah, he's what? a comic expert. I'm not. That's that's. <laughs> uh, yeah. So basically, she gets the gauntlet from Thanos because oh. he basically Thanos basically gets so powerful he sort of goes into his like astral form like Doctor Strange sometimes does okay um and leaves his body behind and Nebula's like yo <laughs> <laughs> give me give me the glove uh she puts it on and sort of goes a bit nuts oh oh no I don't want her to go nuts I just think because every film we've seen her in her one goal has been to kill Gamora and Thanos or like mm. one or the other and now she's lost her sister who she became quite close with in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 she- She's got nothing to lose. She just wants revenge. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, they're going to have to pay off her story arc somehow, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, exactly. So... She can't just disappear now with the Guardians. Like... Mm. And she's still alive with Tony, isn't she? On the... Yeah. On, on Titan. That, on that ship, wherever they are, floating around in space. So that's interesting. Mm. I mean, I think those two, that'll be an interesting partnership. Because yeah, really. she's, she's, you know, a cyborg. Tony saw, works um... with robotics. Yeah, on Culture S, <laughs> they did this, like... Um, there's a theory floating around that Tony Stark will use pieces of Nebula to get home safe and then they were like well you're just killing off a female character like in a stupid way like she's not a pe- a body to be just pieced apart to save a man like she's actually a person not just a robot can you, can you imagine Tony suggesting that to her she would just I know. kill him like, I she don't would think literally that's gonna just happen. slap like, him down and I was like he's not just gonna no. like pull apart one of the primary female characters to get home like no no surely not i mean but maybe he could enhance her and then they could like do a whole thing i reckon they'll do some sort of mechanical trickery and (laughs) she won't need to breathe she'll be alive but i reckon she'll like turn off her own oxygen so she so tony has more okay because she's she's kind of a robot do you know what i mean like chances are she could probably survive without it so i don't know i reckon those two will have 
you know, some interesting mm. dynamics to play. Oh, I want to see some interesting dynamics between them. I hope they don't just, you know, give us two minutes and then... Yeah. <laughs> Shoot, they get saved by Captain Marvel. I'm so excited. I can't wait. And it is literally like a month. Whew. Well, a month and a bit. month and a bit. It's, it's going to be a big one. I think it's going to be literally historic. Yeah. Because someone, they're going to die. Agree. Like, it is the end of a era like game? a decade end game yeah whatever i actually did a whole rewatch of them all for that article i did and i noticed yeah. in every single avengers film like avengers assemble avengers age of ultron uh, civil war and stuff every single one um tony or captain america say we're in the end game or the end game's coming or i want to be prepared for the end game in avengers assemble tony literally says wow. that up there that's the end game wow. so like Holy shit, like, the producers... They, like, they already so knew. Clever. They knew. <laughs> but I just Mate, think... Kevin Feige knows just what he's doing across the board. I bet he's got just, like, a massive yeah. whiteboard that's, like... A, and it's bound for, like, 2050. <laughs> Do you know what wouldn't surprise me? Um, you know, we're now talking about getting a first uh, gay hero in the MCU. Who would um, that be? So they're, they're going with uh, the Eternals, which are basically just... I don't know. I don't even know how you're going to describe it. It's kind of going to be like Thor Ragnarok on steroids. We'll go with that. Um, <laughs> and the lead, I think he's called Icarus. I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm not sure. Mm. Um, they're potentially going with a, a gay lead. I which think you need a, to you know... um, be explicit in that Valkyrie's bi because she totally is. <laughs> yeah. Like, mate. come on. Without a doubt. There was a brief moment where I thought uh, Maria Rambeau and Carol were a thing. Yeah, no, well, Captain Marvel's obviously a lesbian. Like... <laughs> Uh, nah, come on. I mean, in, I don't know. Nah, she is. You should I mean... see my entire group <laughs> chat with all of like my lesbian film critic friends. They're just like they're sending pictures of her, like the way she stands and in the jackets, and they're like, it's a lesbian. It's a lesbian power pose. <laughs> um, which I think would be really cool. I think that would be cool. I love yeah. how she showed zero interest in any guys ever throughout the whole film. <laughs> she just rolled her eyes at every single one of them. I kind of did expect her and Jude Law. And no. I was like, I really hope I didn't want them to. But there I was, was just some like, flirtation, of... wasn't there? A little bit. Because he was like, I know what you're trying to do. Yeah. Are they gonna fight or are they gonna fuck? Like, oh, it was kind of like, no. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it was just. I'm glad they I didn't. I would have walked like, out. <laughs> I would. I thought it was gonna be a Steve Trevor thing oh, again. No. <laughs> you know, Marvel are better than that. I'm sorry to say, they just are. Marvel are. They they <laughs> they've got a nuance to them. But yeah. no, I, I, I thought for a brief moment when uh, it was like the karaoke stuff and then when mm. you saw how heartbroken yeah. uh, Maria was when she came back, I was like, were they... Did, was she <laughs> anti-Carol? Oh, Do you know what right. I mean? You know what I mean? Mum's special friend? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, no, I'm, I'm glad they just kept it on Carol as a hero rather yeah. than Carol's relationship. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It didn't matter. It's irrelevant of whoever she's attracted to. You know what I mean? She's a badass regardless. Love that. So if you had to rate this film out of 10, well, you do have to rate this film out of 10. <laughs> so you've, you've got to now. What, um, what would you rate it? I'd say a solid eight. So I gave it like four out of five, which I think translates to eight out of 10. I'm going to match you on that. Yeah. yeah same. Um, it's a really enjoyable film, but it's not like, best of the mcu or anything yeah like but i'm not just... like scrambling at the door to watch it again but i would watch it again i mean i would die for goose the cat though he's really cute he was cgi for the whole thing right i i think for like 90 percent of it which was very been. impressive yeah like the the only bit that was noticeable was when they were in the plane yeah it's funny though <laughs> it was funny um but 
he was fantastic. Um, I was surprised that they went as far as they did. Yeah. Um, he's like that in the comics, which was great. But also, isn't but he called Chewie in the comics? He is. I was really disappointed that they I changed that. I was wondering, that. like, oh, it must be copyright. But then I was like, well, no, because Disney owns Star Wars, so can't they use that name? <laughs> yeah. I think they just wanted to lean into the Top Gun of it all. Wait, mm. I don't know Top Gun. You don't is know that... Top Gun? Oh, uh, so um, Goose and Maverick. Oh, are they like the characters? Char- yeah. Okay, yeah. that's fair. Because I've seen other I mean, people saying, you know, Maria and Carol could be like Top Gun. Yeah. Cool. I, I guess they just wanted to lean into that, which is fine. Hmm. But I'm not fussed. It was a furry little badass. Oh my god, one thing I want to say is there's a lot of stuff in the trailer that isn't in the film that really annoyed me. Oh. Like there's quite okay. a few lines that she says. And okay. there's some Hit shots. Me. So there's a there's a line in one of the trailers where she says, I'm kind of done with you telling me what I can't do. And towards the end, one of the bad characters says, like, oh, you can't do this. And I was like, say it. Go on, say it. Like, this could be the moment. And she didn't say it. And I was like, oh. Oh. Because she totally could have done it. You know when she, like, proton blasted the ship and he flew away? Yeah. She could have said it then. She could have said it. And I think that's it. What, where she does say it, but they just obviously decided just not to use it. the line in. Yeah. And also there's some shots where... She's kind of like at the Air Force Academy and she's like standing up with her hat and her uniform. She looks very stern. And I thought that yeah. would have been cool to see. I think there's a, there's a photo of that. Yeah. Um, when uh, Monica has all the... She brings yeah. all the stuff into the front room. So and you cute. see there's, there's a photo of her... I'm guessing it was like her passing out parade or mm. whatever. Graduation. Um, oh, that's a shame. I just wanted that one line. Yeah. I mean, it's a shame. We'll get a Snyder cut. It'll be fine. Oh Jesus! Don't, don't. We'll get, we'll get comments, Millicent. We'll get comments. <laughs> Jesus. Come at me on Twitter, you trolls. I mean, if they, if they go after Helena Hara, they'll come after us. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, that, by the way, just quick touch on that. That was fucking awful. What? I don't know if you saw. Um, Helena Hara tweeted about Batman v Superman very recently. Okay. Um, and her mentions were just full of people being. Dicks. What did she say? Just that it's bad, or pretty much. She just was saying, you know, it's not a very good film. It hasn't held up very well. Well, that's like the um, objective truth, though. You can't really get angrier for that. Exactly, and <laughs> yeah, the reaction on Twitter was like disgusting. You know, people calling her a man-hating whore oh, and stuff Christ. like that. And I was like, it's a fucking film, man. You know, we do this for a living. Talk about mm. films and stuff. But it is just fiction. Honestly, I got so much shit for that Tony Stark thing. Everyone was telling me. Don't look at the Facebook comments, whatever you do. And I just kept refreshing the Facebook comments. And without the, no one even read the article. You could tell because everything they were getting angry about, I actually mentioned in the article. It's just the way it was titled. Because um, you know how... So I didn't title the article that editors do. And obviously they want clicks, which I don't blame them for. But they use the word relatable in the title. And that seemed to just set people off for some reason. And all of like my mentions on when I tag Little White Lies and all the Facebook were just like, what do you mean relatable? Yeah, if you're like a white rich billionaire or in the one percent or like treat women like shit. And I was like, I <sighs> yeah, that's talk not about why. that. The <laughs> yeah. point of the article is to say that you can have all that and still have mental health. Like what? I read it. That's Please ridiculous. read it. <laughs> it's like the mental health stuff is the relatable side of things. I know. Not that he's a billionaire. Wow. Like yeah, relatable. Wow. I was just like, why are they so angry at me? If anybody isn't aware, Millicent wrote a really, really interesting piece Aww. on Tony Stark on Little White Lies, um, which is great, and you should go read it. Um, Thanks. <laughs> even if you're not a huge fan of the MCU and just a film in general, it's pretty good. Um, so I think that's quite a nice place to wrap it up, actually. Yeah. Thanks for the plug. 
right. <laughs> 8 out of 10 from both of us. That's a, it's a pretty good rating. Yeah. Um, I think in about a week or so, me and Dav will do a spoiler discussion um, because there is a lot to talk about and there is obviously the end game of it all. Uh, so we will catch you next time for that. You can follow us on Twitter at Heroes Direct. You can follow me at Amy Jacobs. You can follow Millicent. At Millicent on Film. And we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. See you later.